Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Hello and happy Easter. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life uh, via the website eftm.com.au. eftm.com.au. Uh, lots of calls uh, this week. Um, they come in spits and spats, the old calls, I must say. Uh, after a um, monologue from myself last week. Uh, no, I hope I didn't get a lot of feedback, but I hope you... Um, found that interesting um lots to talk about and we got calls people on the line ready to talk about anything from clouds to buying computers to wi-fi to twitter and digital radio so a diverse range of topics this week on episode 235 uh you're listening thanks to the good people at garmin garmin satellite navigation and gps technologies garmin.com.au i'll tell you more about them shortly and as i always say you can uh, follow me on twitter at trevor long or um I don't know, you can listen to a million places. I'll, um, I must put it up on the website somewhere. Uh, 2UE on Saturdays at 4 o'clock with Tim Webster. Uh, 2CC Canberra on Tuesday mornings with Mark Parton. Pulse FM Wollongong with uh, Graham Burrell on uh, yeah, Tuesday mornings. Wednesday morning with John Burgess on uh, 6IX Perth. Tuesday afternoons in Perth on 6PR with Peter Bell. Thursday afternoons in Brisbane on 4BC with Ben Davies. Um, and there's others. Um, KOFM Geelong, Leroy, Bex and Chicken, <laughs> talking apps every couple of Tuesdays. Uh, and, uh, of course, n- now and then on Wake Up on Channel 10 in the mornings and Current Affair on uh, Channel 9 in the evenings. Now and then, uh, interesting story this week on a Current Affair, actually. The Greyhound Bus Company uh, and their ticketing system, a huge privacy breach in that you could just type in any ticket number and you could see the ticket, person's name, where they're travelling from, how much they paid for the ticket, where they're going, how long they're away for. Unbelievable. I've written that up on eftm.com.au if you want to have a look. But until then, let's get cracking. You can get in touch. Send me an email. Go to the website eftm.com.au or call 1-800-157-157. Ah, the funky sting. I'm not a fan of it. I must delete that musical jingle. (laughs) You're listening to Your Tech Life uh, via eftm.com.au. Let's go to calls. G'day, Craig. G'day, mate. How are you going? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Mate, um, just a, a bit of a question um, regarding uh, Twitter. I'm yeah. just sort of, I'm pretty new to it. What's your, do you um, want people to know? What's your Twitter handle? What's your Twitter name? Um, yeah, just um, at Craig underscore Fittick, basically. Craig, and then you've gone the underscore because someone else had your name? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually did from a previous account and then lost the password. <laughs> well, you know, you can you can uh, you can request anyway. We'll go there. You should go through the process of requesting the password because you'll be amazed. I think, and I, this is a crazy thing to say, but the ability to have your own proper full name, you know, I think in the in the future, it's why parents are registering names for kids and stuff. You know, it's 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 important. It's it's pretty cool, and you never know where life might take you. And um, and there you go. I mean, you've got a and you've gone for the private account. Um, so basically you can jibber away to what you want and not have to um, worry about what people are saying unless uh, people are reading unless you've agreed to that, yeah? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, right. And so you, um, I think you emailed me, you mentioned that you um, you had kind of tweeted me and not heard back or something and you are wondering how that operated? Yeah, I sort of like, I'd replied to a couple of your comments on, of different things when you yep. sort of 
put things on about Formula One or some technology that you've been playing around with. Yeah. Um, and then when I went back and did a search on Twitter to see um, if I'd missed a reply or something, mm. I couldn't even find um, my post that I'd sort of sent to you. Yep. So I was well, of... I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the number one reason for that. Uh, your account's yep. private. Oh, okay. So because your account's private, I don't see what you say to me. Oh, okay. And, so unless, to no one. <laughs> unless, unless I follow you. Now, with okay. the greatest respect, I'm not following many people at all. I follow about 500 people, but most of them yeah. are, you know, businesses, accounts, media people, whatever. I'm just trying to keep in my little little group, trying to understand what's going on in the world. Um, I did go through a stage where I tried to follow as many people as I could, but it was just overwhelming, the kind of oh, yeah, conversation and what you'd miss. So if you um, uh, mark your account as public, then your replies will show up. So oh, I would okay. need to be following you for your replies to show up to me. And okay. the other thing then is when you're on Twitter, you don't need, you shouldn't need to search for anything, but th- this is the problem for you is you, you don't see this because nothing's going on. So what, what I want you to do is you know, just try it for, for a week or two. Um, yep. Open. Uh, I'm just logging in uh, to the website, which I think I'm typing my password wrong. I don't want to read it out, but you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> I nearly, I nearly read it out while I was typing it. Um, Go into Twitter and and open your account as public. Uh, so remove the privacy privacy thing, and then and then tweet me again. So then reply to something, and also it should then come up in my timeline, and I should be able to reply, and you can have a bit of a two way. Now, just to be clear, and you got to remember this, I'm lucky. I've only got uh, you know a, a small number of people following me. If you try yep. and tweet Ricky Gervais, who's got a few million, the chances of him seeing it are Buckley's and none. The chances of him replying are even even greater. So. Yeah. You know, obviously, the, the, the more followers people have and the less they use Twitter too, um, the, the less likely they are to see it. I'd like to think, and, and I'll stand corrected, but I'd like to think I've seen every tweet that's come to me and I've replied to probably 70%. If I don't reply, it's because it doesn't need a reply. But, yeah, yeah. I, I'd like to think that was the case and, and I'd like to see whether yours show up. So give it a whirl. All right. No drama. So... That's just under the settings section of Twitter. Yeah, when you when you click on the little, so you log into the website twitter.com, you click on the little cog on on the yep. top, and you go to settings, and then there's um there's a security and privacy tab on the left hand side, and yep. you can uh, you can is a, there's a button protect my tweets, and that's what you um that's what you need to untick because it says here oh, if okay. selected only those you approve will receive your tweets. So, okay, um, yeah, yep, I can see where you're talking about now, yep. So untick that, save it, and then get cracking on a few replies. And, you know, I mean, it's it's a terribly uh, kind of weird uh, celebrity-chasing style thing to say, but it's quite a cool thing when uh, when random but, you know, reasonable profile people like you might get Peter Overton or, you know, whoever it might be, yeah. you might reply to the odd person. I think of people like Gussie Warland who does Triple M Grill Team and these are the kind of guys that see everything and they do reply to a lot of stuff and you, you feel this greater connection with people that you either listen to on the radio or watch on TV and stuff and um, it makes it really cool. But you've got to always remember no great expectation that it's that they're going to reply because, hey, they might have other oh, things on. yeah. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Better people than me to talk to, probably. Anyway. So, well, yeah, but, <laughs> but, that, right. but you know what? I that's the greatest thing about it in my mind is, I, I, put it this way: I don't go. Oh, he wants. He's just asked me a question. I don't click on it and go. He's only got three followers. I'm not going to bother with that. It's just yeah. it's just pure time. 
you know, because on, on any given day, I might get one reply, but on another day, I might get 500. And then yeah, the yeah. chances of me seeing them all are, is low. So it really does, you know, depend on, on how busy that person's account is at any one time. Yep. You're an early yep. adopter no. of technology, are you, mate? Nah, mate. Well, I, I sort of live in a bit of a technology world at work and everything. Just Twitter sort of had my, my head done in and everything with sort of like I've sort of been able to work out how to tweet and reply and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, just when there was nothing coming back from sort of like not just yourself, but other people that I've sort of um, replied to. And I just thought, yeah, something must be going wrong with, the, with well, what I'm doing. There you go. We fixed that in one foul swoop. No, you've done well. Good one. So um, the other thing, um, the Galaxy Gear, uh, or the Gear 2. Yes, I, I had Gear Samsung, Samsung emailed me and said, just to be clear, we're not using the Galaxy moniker on the Gear yeah. 2. And I went, oh, right, sorry about that. I like it, mate. I've been, uh, you know, I've had it now for a bit over a week and, uh, man, I'm loving it. I am loving it. Yeah, what what sort of um, battery life do you experience from it? Because terrible. I've just, bought, I've just bought one today. Oh right. So keep the charger um, with you. Keep the charger okay. in your bag. Um, look, okay. I'm getting two days at, at kind of two and a bit at best. Um, yep. Certainly, in those first first week, you'll you'll get a day and a half, two days because you'll be looking at it all the time, showing people and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's the same as a mobile phone. Turn the brightness down a bit. That'll help. There's different things that will help, but you're never going to get more than two and a half, three days, that's for sure. And it's the yeah. hardest part is it's not it's not a habit you're used to. So it's like, I've got to charge my watch. That just feels weird. So, yeah, yeah. you know, that's the problem for me is it's not a not a – my habit is my, my phone gets plugged in in the car um, and it gets yep. plugged in in bed. That's when my phone charges. And that's a nice habit I've got. But the watch thing, this is just freaking me out. Um, <laughs> so I don't wear it to bed. I, I mean, I, I only wear a watch during the day. So I've just yeah. got to remember to take it off and charge it, take it off and charge it pretty much every day, and I'll, I'll, I'll get into a habit. If you, if you do it every third day, you'll lose the habit, you'll forget, and it'll die. And when it's dead on your wrist, it's the most frustrating thing on earth. Yeah, I can understand that, yeah. <laughs> so what, what phone have you got? Uh, a Note 3. Okay, pairs nicely with that. And what's your first impressions of the Gear 2? I like it so far. Yeah. It's sort of it's another bit of uh, geeky tech that sort of I thought I'd go out and buy and have a play around with, and and yeah, no, it's been good so far. Oh, good. Very so, good, mate. Well, enjoy yeah. the gear too. I think you will love it. I think um, you know just the SMS um, reading on it is sensational. Just t- tilt your phone. If you get a lot of phone calls, even better because because you can dismiss and take calls there there and then. If you're in a meeting, just swipe to dismiss. It's very, very useful, and it's not ugly. Uh, you know, I think changing the wristband on it will be good because you can make it look a little bit more like a normal watch. So yeah. there's some real functionality there. That Do you think it was worth $369, or do you think you paid a premium? No, like, for, for what it is, um, I got sort of like the last watch I bought was sort of like $800. Yeah, exactly. And That's stuff. That's what I keep like, saying. I, I reckon it's pretty good. I have tech people say to me, "Oh, it's so expensive," and I'm like, "You're kidding!" Like a, a G-Shock watch is two ninety nine. I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, anyway. yeah. I, I was surprised, sort of, at how cheap it was for for really what they've sort of put into it. Yeah. No, they've done well. I reckon. So, All right, so, mate. Well, so. uh, good luck. Thanks for getting in touch, and uh, I look forward to seeing your tweets, mate. Get onto it. All right, no worries. Thanks for your help, mate. All right, mate. And uh, you can get in touch just like Craig did. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. 
And thank you for listening. Your Tech Life, the name of the show, and you can go to the website to get in touch, eftm.com.au. Let's go to the phones. G'day, Kerry. Hi, Trevor. How are you going? I'm really well. What can I do for you? I need some advice, please. We need a new computer, and I just don't know what to to get. Um, What have you got now? What's your existing setup? Okay, we've got a desktop now, which is eight years old. So we need to update. It's it's quite old. Should we call the National Museum or something? Yeah, I think you probably could. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you do with it? What what sort of things do you do each and every um, week? Email at home, um, photos. Word, Excel, all those you know, sorts of things, but um, no games on the computer, though. No games. What about video editing? No, not really, no. Um, no. And when you say photos, you know, like looking at the photos, you've got all your photos stored there, that kind of stuff? Yes, we, we do, yes. So yep. you, you're, you are, without a doubt, the average user. There's no, no question about that. And, and what um, the buying advice is the same, regardless of what uh, type of machine you buy in terms of laptop or desktop or whatever – what you need to look for is what they call an Intel Core i5. Now, there's three types of Intel I- processor. There's an i3, an i5, and an i7. And they're kind of like um, you know luxury cars. The 3 Series, the 5 Series, the 7 Series BMWs, they get bigger and better as you go up. So the big mm. one, the i7, yeah. is, is when you're doing video editing and all this kind of stuff. Mid-ground, though, I've never recommended mm. anyone buy an i3 just because I think most people, once they get a new computer, they learn what it could do. They like to start playing with it and doing things. So you're kind of right. buying yourself a bit of a uh, bit of extra leg room, plus mm-hmm. you're buying yeah. a bit of a uh, bit of extra life in the thing as well. So if you look right. for a Core i5, right? So if you're in Harvey Norman or JB Hi-Fi, and there's all these computers mm-hmm. there. I5, yeah. right? That's the first I5. thing to remember. So we don't need the i7. You're saying that's too much for what we need. I it think for. That, is that right? If you can get one at a great price, it'll fly and that'll be fantastic. But it's not a requirement. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Secondly, the hard drive. You, you de- most hard drives these days are more than 500 gigabytes. Um, that's mm-hmm. a good number. It's a good round number. It also is plenty of space for photos. Um, that'll mm-hmm. keep you going. And then the only other thing to think about is the RAM. The RAM is the kind mm-hmm. of, yeah. I don't know, the, it's not really the size of the brain. It's just how quickly the, the brain can think. And and eight right. is a good number for RAM, eight and up, eight, eight. gigabytes. Okay. Now, on all of those things, anything higher, great. Anything lower, mm-hmm. you are, yeah. you, you're compromising yourself, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, now, yeah. then the simple question is, do I want a laptop or a desktop? And really, mm-hmm. these days... The laptops can all come with all of those same things. Um, They are, like for like, they'll be much more expensive than a desktop um, with those same um, features. But gee whiz, there's something useful and portable about the laptop that that might be appealing to you. But then again, you might be quite happy with your desktop sitting in the office or wherever it might be. And so you might want to get one of those all-in-one style computers, which is really just a monitor and the computer's in the back of it. I saw that. It must have been on your website last night, actually. That looks quite good. They're coming out in May, I think I read. Yeah, there's a, right? there's a stack of them. Yeah. There's a stack of them out now. Mm. Apple do them a lot. Um, Dell, mm. uh, HP. Um, HP do a really nice set of them. They have touchscreen and everything like that. The other big thing you're going to have to remember is coming from an eight-year-old machine to a brand-new one, it's a big learning curve. Um, oh, God, yeah. Oh, Windows yeah. 8 is is something radically different compared to what you have today. Um, mm-hmm. So you need to be ready for that learning curve. Um, right. You're also yeah. going mm-hmm. to be up for the cost of Microsoft Office again. 
because yeah. uh, yeah. you can't... And how much would that cost, approximately? Yeah, you can get it on a subscription basis for 100 bucks a year, aroundabouts. Okay, um, right. That's yeah. probably the best way to go because then you always, you've always got the latest version. So that's why they right, do the okay. subscription thing. Um, if you can factor that into your budget, a hundred bucks a year, then it's well worth mm-hmm. the cost. Otherwise, you're going to right. be paying three or four hundred dollars for the outright purchase. Right. Okay. And do you do that through Microsoft themselves? Yeah. Well, it, most it's computers, most uh, Windows computers, will come with it installed, and then you've kind of just got to activate it. And if you're right, on the okay. internet, you're just basically, you know, choosing a plan and, and going from there. So right, it's, it's not okay. difficult to do. Right, that sounds the way to go, actually. Um, and everything mm. else will come basically on it. And uh, you've really just got to give yourself time and, <clears throat> uh, and, and learn it and use it and don't get too mm. frustrated with it because you will get frustrated, I promise you that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Thanks very much. Um, <laughs> what about brands? What about yeah, brands? Oh, oh, look, I am a bit, I'm a brandist by heart it, when, when it comes mm. to computers and lollies. Yeah, I only eat Cadbury yeah. chocolate. And I only eat Alan's snakes. Um, but, so do I, actually. Yeah. The green ones. I love the green ones. You know, I've, I've become a fan of the green ones as I've grown older. But if they bring the blue and the purple ones back, I'll ki- I mean, I'm just sick of them introducing new colours. Please, people. Mm. Yellow, yeah. orange, uh, red, green. Stick with that. Anyway, we digress. Mm. Um, yeah. HP, Dell, Toshiba, Acer. Mm. These are all good brands. Um, right. They're all going to give you quality. Um, you're always going to have that option of after sales, service, and extra mm. warranties and yeah. stuff. Remember yeah. that today, under Australian consumer law, the thing should work for some time. You don't need an extended warranty on these things, okay? Right. So okay. don't be sucking yeah. into that. Um, yeah. Look for okay. a good deal. Look for a machine that you like the look of and that you you want you feel comfortable is going to fit into your home. And really, they're all much a muchness. Right, okay. Because we saw a brand yesterday, Pyron from Harvey Norman, and I've never heard of them. Yeah. And looking at the internet, they don't have a good. Um, nobody likes them. Look, it's it's the same as these, you know, um, low cost TVs. You know, you can get very cheap mm-hmm. TVs, but there's always something they're compromising. Um, now, mm-hmm. one of them is just the manufacturing process. It might not be as rigid and quality testing. Um, with TVs, it's the it's often the refresh rate, which is um, just you don't notice it until you until you're sitting in front of it. But it can make a difference. And look, right. I'm a I'm a big believer that 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 machine that you mentioned is probably fantastic to whack in the kids' room for the kids right. to basically blow mm-hmm. up. Because you know what kids okay. are like yeah. they they install yeah. things, they do weird stuff. So you put something low cost, affordable for them that you can basically just wipe from scratch when you need to. But for you, mm. your main computer, I'd be going for a strong, reliable brand. Right, fair enough. Sir. Okay. All right. So if you don't recognise them, don't buy it. Mm, fair enough. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I hope that gets right. you started anyway, and no, I'd thanks, love to know Trevor. what you end up buying. I'd love to hear from All right, you. No problem. Thanks Good very much, Trevor. I well, appreciate the call. Thank you, and thanks, and, uh, thanks for getting bye in bye. touch. Good on you. And uh, no problem. Bye-bye. You can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, EFTM. And it's all thanks to the good people at Garmin. Garmin Satellite Navigation GPS Technologies. And when you think GPS, you don't think wristband, but we never thought fitness products were wristbands either. And this is this is all the rage. Wearable technology, wearable fitness. And Garmin want you to say hello to the fitness band that knows your potential. No matter what you live for, Make every step count with VivoFit, the fitness band that moves at the pace of your life. One look at the easy-to-read display, and you'll know how many steps you've taken, the distance travelled, calories burned, and the time of day. Personalised daily goals means 
VivoFit learns your current activity level, then assigns you an attainable daily goal. As you meet your milestones, VivoFit will adjust your goal for the next day, gradually nudging you towards a healthier lifestyle. At Garmin Connect, you can earn virtual badges and view your progress on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. And there's no need to stop and sync your data or to see your progress. The VivoFit stores your stats right there on your wrist, and later, with the touch of one button, you can wirelessly sync with Garmin Connect, that free online fitness community. So it's all there, um, ready to go, and it's available in a range of colors. The app looks great. Um, you know, you can have a leaderboard of challenges against other people. So much information there. Uh, beautifully well-presented graphs and visually um, pre- presentable information in the app from Garmin. And uh, you can check it all out now at garmin.com.au. And you're listening to the All Tech Life via the website, eftm.com.au. If you're on iTunes, wherever you're listening, doesn't matter. Um, I've noticed, though, that uh, probably only... I used to think it was about 90%, but um, it's around 50% now of listeners are on iTunes. So I'm wondering where everyone else is getting it. Um, pocket casts, perhaps? Uh, do let me know. Uh, let's go back to calls. G'day, Alex. Hi, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, Trevor, I've, uh, I'd consider myself to be an early adopter of technology. So Nothing wrong I with that, mate. To jump on the, uh, yeah, yeah. So I decided to jump on the uh, digital radio bandwagon a couple of years ago. Yep. And um, so I've had the DAB radio in the kitchen and uh, sort of been a bit disappointed with the coverage, uh, to be honest. Um, mm. I remember when I got my first one, I tried to go for a name brand radio that uh, you know, I thought had a uh, good reputation and uh, the uh, coverage was very, very patchy um, where I was. So uh, I took it back to um, the retailer I got it from and lo and behold, it worked perfectly in their store. So that's when I started doing some investigations, moving it around the house, different yeah. areas and... Uh, just found out that in a kitchen only is where it had some really, really bad reception. So and, everywhere uh, in the house, so the I, house is fine except for the kitchen. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. Just which is unfortunate the spot where I really wanted to work. So mm. just listen to breakfast radio and yeah, exactly. things like that in the morning. So, and what sort of radio was it? Uh, the brand. Yeah. Uh, the first one I got was uh, Grundig. Grundig, yeah, not not a bad brand. And so you say the first one. How many have you had now? Uh, up to number three. And have you, have you taken them all back or, uh, or you just keep buying new ones? <laughs> well, well, this is over three years, but, uh, yeah, keep upgrading thinking that hopefully the technology's got better. I went from a Grundig to a, to a Sony, to a Pure. And, um, and I sort of just kept hoping that maybe yeah. <laughs> different radios would have better antennas inside or something like that. But, um, I guess I've been a bit of a fucker because, uh, it's still struggling yeah. to the point where, you know, it might go for a week with where it's going to be perfect. And then all of a sudden, I don't know whether it's cloud cover or what, what's going on, but all of a sudden it gets really patchy. And uh, and it's not just me. You know, I've spoken to a few other people who complain about patchiness yeah. with DAB radio. So um really well, just wondering. Where, because, whereabouts, um, like whereabouts whole, are you, mate? Where, what, what suburb? Uh, southern suburbs of Sydney in the St. George area. Uh, and I would say to you that, you know, there is... It, that's where it starts to get patchy. In fact, the Sutherland Shire um, is predominantly flat, but there are some seriously um, undulating areas, and those undulations are some of the biggest problems. Do you, do you know? Would you say you're in a high area, or low area? Uh, probably in a lower area. Yeah, and that, that's going to be the kicker. The problem is digital radio, as I've said a couple of times, is it's either there, or it's not. Do you know what I mean? It's not like AM and FM, which yeah. kind of fade away. And the problem is you are in a bad area. And 
there is a program from the Commercial Radio Association to infill or patch some areas. I don't recall anywhere in the Sutherland Shire kind of area being on that list. Um, you're probably just right on the extremes of coverage. And unfortunately for you, what that simply means is it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. Now, the only thing I'd say to you, but you probably your pure already has this, is do any of them or did any of them or did all of them have the telescopic antenna, the metal, you know, comes out and gets bigger and bigger antenna? The one I'm using at the moment does have that, yes. So that that's your best hope of coverage is a good telescopic antenna um, and having it vertically, right, not, on, not out on an angle. Um, so pull it straight up in the air. Sometimes don't always extend it to its full uh, capacity as well. Come at that to about eighty percent. I know all these things sound strange and stupid, but this is just over the many many years of playing with digital radio. This is what I've learned because I was right in Hornsby area on the edges of coverage as well, and I could only get it at the front of my house and not at the back. It was so frustrating. Um, and in, in the end, mate, it's not. You could buy a hundred radios and still have the same problem. Is it like mobile phone reception at all, where they can build more towers as the years go on and it could get better? They could. Um, so this is the, the thing where they have found clear and severe patches of zero coverage or poor coverage. They're spending a bit of money to infill it. But the problem, mate, is it costs a lot of money. And, um, you know, there's no direct return, <laughs> unlike with mobile coverage. They can, you know, pinpoint customers and go, we need to fill that area. Um, so unfortunately, until... Uh, the government at some point, which I don't foresee happening within my lifetime, says that AM and FM should be turned off. Only then will digital radio start to get full, um, you know, un- unbinding um, coverage support. So tunnels and all that kind of stuff. Regionals, I mean, all that kind of stuff. It's just Sydney. I mean, it's only the five cap cities that have it at the moment. So while it's awesome, and I, I do love it, fantastic number of channels, amazing quality when you do get it. Um, it's not going to get better for you any day soon, I don't think, mate. Okay. All disappointing, I really. solution, which is, uh, yeah, yeah, it's sort of is disappointing because I, I love the concept. I love the, the uh, choice of radio stations there. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I love being able to listen to talk back in the mornings and you know, some chill music in, in the evenings and around Christmas time they have, you know, 24-hour Christmas stations that the kids love. So I, I love the whole concept of it, but, uh, I have found that when it gets too patchy and my wife's about to throw it out the uh, yeah. throw the radio out the window, I can just plug in uh, you know, uh, an old iPhone and, and use the tune-in app and, and just stream music off the web. Well, so, as, as data becomes cheaper, that becomes uh, a more viable option for you, at the very least for the infill and the time that it's patchy. And uh, making sure that you've got a radio that either has Bluetooth or a dock or just auxiliary input um, means that you can cover yourself off that way. So, you know, it's still not a bad purchase because it still works as a radio, but um, have that back up there, I guess, is not a bad thing. So, I mean, in the end, not great news, uh, but I guess at this point in time, g- good to hear so that you get... Oh, I don't want you buying any more radios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I mean, mate. I please, please tell me that that chill station you listen to is SBS Chill. Uh, I can't get that one, so I have to get oh. coffee. That's the only one that gets a slightly patchy reception. But if I could get SBS Chill, I'd, I'd be listening to it. Okay, that's my baby. I, I started that radio station. That's my, that's my little baby. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you right. get it on okay. the get it on TuneIn Radio then. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll set it as a favourite tonight. 
All right, mate. Well, I'm sorry that's not ideal news, but uh, you sound like you've got some backup plans and at least now you won't um, hold out too much hope. And when, if anything does happen, um, it'll be good news if and when it happens, but don't hold out much hope, okay? Okay, no problem. Thanks Cheers, buddy. Advice. Good on you. And uh, you can get in touch as well, uh, just like Alex did at the website, eftm.com.au. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And thank you for listening. Uh, you can get in touch. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au, or um, jump on the Twitter, at uh, Trevor Long. Let's go to calls. G'day, Peter. Hey, Trevor. How are you? Good, mate. What can I do for you? Um, yeah, I just heard on your podcast last week that you were going to be talking about um, using Google Docs and um, things like that. And I guess I'm a bit like you. I've been using Gmail and Google Docs for a while. Mm. But I have just wondering you know, how concerned I should be about the type of things I put on there and, you know, if, should I be feel comfortable about putting something that had all my financial information on there mm. or, or even, you know, take it another level, things that, a file that might have pass, all my passwords and usernames and things like that? Oh, that's a bloody good question, Peter. I um, My gut reaction is to say, don't, please don't put your passwords there um, just because it feels wrong. Uh, actually feels wrong just having your yeah, passwords written I down anywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, financials, though, I'm I mean, I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, the big move that I'm making is to use the drives, yeah? So putting all my all my storage. So, lo- I mean, the photos are still uploading right now. It's a, it's insane. I should pause it to make the connection better for you. But um, the, the big deal is for me is having cloud storage. Google Docs, I'm still struggling with. I still don't think it's a great product in terms of replacing Word and Excel and everything. But the funny thing is about yep. your question is, if I have a look at the spreadsheets that I do have there, they're nearly all financial. <laughs> so whenever I'm just suddenly wanting to do a budget or some sort of mortgage equation or you know trying a household budget, I'll nearly always do it in Google Docs because it's not a complex spreadsheet. And I know it'll always be there where, whichever computer I'm on. Whereas yeah. any other yeah. spreadsheets are kind of stored locally and that's where we'll just end up using the, the G drive. Um, so I, I, look... I'm not one to worry. Uh, you know, people may have learnt this by listening to me. I'm not one to get worries about security and all that kind of stuff in terms of my privacy because, frankly, the chances of someone trying to hack specifically me for information, well, I mean, good luck. I mean, there's not much there. It's not that exciting. Even, I mean, yeah. if someone... I'm a, I'm a massive believer in there's very few people that know what I earn. My wife knows. Um, the person that pays me at work what knows. And I say, yeah, there's departments at work that know. But, you know, I've ne- I don't tell anyone. My, my mother doesn't know what I earn. And so that's a weird thing that I keep protected. And, and I guess if that, someone found that, I'd be really disappointed. But it wouldn't be the end of the world. So, you know, my budgets and stuff, well, it doesn't worry me at all. I'm not stressed. If Google got hacked, right, for some reason they had an open yep. security floor, someone was able to download everyone's passwords, and suddenly get in and, and access a heap of stuff, then it would be a phenomenal problem. But not for me and you, Pete. <laughs> for, for, for the many organizations that are now using Google. So the, the, the chances of it happening are so much more remote with a company the scale of Google that I, I live with a little bit more confidence in that sense. Um, but as I say to you, my initial gut reaction is, mate, with the passwords, probably not. The, you know what I'd do with yeah. passwords? I'd be storing them on my mobile phone under notes. Yeah, if you've got an iPhone, just open the notes application, put them in there, and yeah. then making sure that my phone always had a security lock on it. 
Um, yeah. You know, there's even there's even Notepad apps that have secondary passwords. So even if someone got into your phone, they'd need another password to get into the um, password list. You're better off if you want a password yeah. manager is, is downloading a password manager and having that help you run your your password life. But having them in a yeah, spreadsheet, so some of those worries. apps are good. Yeah. Yeah, some of those password apps are good. Yeah. They're, they're great. And some of the, I've been reading with interest a lot of the, you know, the super security guys with this whole Heartbleed thing going around. And that, yeah. they always talk about those apps. And it made me think maybe I should, but I wonder, and I should do a better, more thorough test, but I wonder how they operate when you've got so many devices. Yeah, my mobile phone, mm-hmm. my tablets, my work computer. I mean, how do how do I make sure that it's it's remembered across all of those computers? So that's what I need to investigate. But I'd prefer you did that or a, or um, a password protected file on your phone than keeping them on any kind of hard drive um, or cloud yep. storage. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, okay. the experience. Let me let me give you this example. The experience of having my photos in the cloud is overwhelmingly awesome. We were in uh, Cessnock on the weekend, and we were at this pub having lunch, and the kids were playing the player, and I went, oh, my God, remember we were here like six years ago or something? And I was able to flick through my photo files. Every I've got every photo since 1999 uploaded to Google's cloud. And so I was able to find yep. the photo of my son in that play area, download it to my phone, take the same photo, then stitch them together side by side. It was awesome. It was great. Um, something I couldn't have done on the spot if I didn't have that cloud storage set up. Um, and yep. that just made me go, this is, this is the reason the cloud is the future. I mean, the ability just yeah. to go, no, I need that file now. I need that, that document we wrote together six years ago, that our wedding vows that we wrote, you know, let's bring them up and read them now or whatever it is. It, it's, it's very yeah. cool. The other thing I think I mentioned, um, I've been using Google plus to put my photos in and I was, right. I, I haven't checked this out, but just on the understanding that it didn't count towards your 25 gigabyte. Yeah, there is something. There is something about that. I did see that. Now I'm. I, I must admit, I ignored it because I'm paying for a terabyte with Google. So I'm paying ten okay. bucks a month for a terabyte of storage. I'm not too worried if a few um, uh, a few photos get uploaded via the the Google Plus upload. But there there is a limit. Yeah. I think it's to do with the size of the file. So if the photo is um, you know more pixels than like twenty five hundred pixels wide, then it counts to your storage. And if it's less then it doesn't, which basically means the highest of high-res photos are not um, counted, or are, are counted in your storage, and the the others are not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I find Google Plus works good for the photos as well. But, yeah, and because yeah. then the other thing about Google Plus is they're uploaded, and then you can actually share them really quickly too by just clicking on them and saying, you know, share this one, make it public. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, good luck, mate. Okay. Uh, let me know if you choose yep. to go down that path, but keep your password safe, my friend. Yeah, I will do. Okay, thanks, Trevor. Thank you, and uh, thanks for getting in touch. You can get in touch as well on the website eftm.com.au or you can call 1-800-157-157. Thank you for listening. Let's go to calls. G'day, Julie. Hello. What can I do for you? Just got some issues with uh, a Wi-Fi range extender. Right. Um, My husband's got... I've put a Pandora... Um, radio subscription on his iPhone. He wants to use it down the paddock <laughs> um, huh. when he's on his <laughs> when he's on his boat working. And from mm. the office, it's probably about fifty to sixty meters down there. And I'm only getting about twenty five meters out from the office. So I'm not sure whether 
a range extender would cover that far and whether perhaps I need one and then one down on the boat sort of coming back up. Yeah, the problem sure. the problem with range extenders is they're amazing in real relatively small environments. Now, the way a range yeah. extender works, if you can imagine, uh, you know, put a dot on a piece of paper and draw a circle. And the circle, the, out of the outside of the circle is the extent of the coverage. So that's where it drops off. So let's say yeah. that's the 25 metres, okay? That's, that's yep. the 25 metres down the backyard. A good range extender, um, and, and let's say that is 25 metres from the dot in the middle. A good range extender needs to be at the 15 metre mark. And that'll yeah. then push it to the... 35, 40 meter mark, and then there'd need to be another one. Like you just, you, you would need to continually yeah. rearrange it, and it would get worse and worse. Anyway, it's not really made for that kind of length. If I'm honest, nah. um, the best thing you can do is get him to off the boat, dig a trench, and run a cable. Um, okay. And and you know, look at it. This might not be such a stupid idea because. You know, the shed uh, is man cave, whatever it might be. Um, <laughs> you know, you might want him spending more time down there anyway. But um, <laughs> rather than just having, you know, a second-rate connection down there, what you can do is you run a cable from the house, you know, down the down the paddock yep. to the shed. And, and then you then you, at that point, you set up a nice router. And that, that area down there has its own Wi-Fi network. So down the back there, there could be, for example, a smart TV uh, could be down in the, in, the, in the shed there, and that yeah. could connect to the Wi-Fi network down there. But it wouldn't work very well, even if you could get a range extender down that far, because it's a degraded signal. So yeah. it, in all yeah. honesty, the, the only thing to do is to actually run a cable down there. Now, you know, that's, that's a reasonable deal, but, you know, a, a network cable can run 100 metres without any any fear or favour, it'll, it'll run the connection beautifully. Any more than 100 metres is a nightmare, so you need to power boost it and all this kind of stuff. So you'd be fine if you could get a cable out of the house and then, you know, down the paddock, it's, yeah. it's, it's a pretty good solution. But if that's not an option for you, then um, I, I guess the only other option really is to have better data. Is there mobile coverage down there? Uh, yes. So the only other option is to just have a have a better data connection on the phone. So pay for more data on the iPhone and and you know stream on the white on the uh, mobile stream. network. Yeah, because I wanted to take advantage of you know having paid the subscription. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Take advantage of. I think he only got um, a gig a month. So um, yeah, I mean a gig a month depends how long he's down there for. You know what I mean? Like if he's down there for one <laughs> afternoon, it's probably not going to kill him, but. Uh, you know what I would do is is see if you could bolt on with your carrier an extra bit of data, and then have him yep. do it for one weekend, and then go to your account and check how much usage occurred, and then you use yep. that as a calculation going forward. Yep. So oh, that that's good. always that the best thing good. to do with, with when you whenever you're using the mobile network. The the best thing to always do if you're doing something new is to, to do it and then test it. So, And it's the same with your home internet. So, for example, I've just plugged a box in in, in our lounge room that, that streams television over the internet as opposed to via Foxtel cable. And the kids have been watching Disney Junior for the weekend here and there as they normally would. And I'm now going to check my Big Pond account and see how much data it costs me and then work out yeah. whether or not over the course of a week and a month I've got enough data. Yep. So check your usage, check your account, and see what the best solution is. But, Julie, probably not the answer you wanted because you've either got to run a cable or spend more on his mobile. Oh, that's okay. I'll, um, yeah, Get I'll him look digging. at both those options and see which way we go. Get him out there with a trench digger.
<laughs> yeah. It's his shed. Okay, Trevor, it's his boat. It's his problem. That's right. <laughs> Good appreciate, on you, Julie. Appreciate that. Okay, thanks. No worries, and uh, you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au, or call 1-800-157-157. that one to the end this week um i don't mind it's a bit of fun come on keep your beat going along as you're walking to work driving to work i don't know however you're getting around and why ever you're listening and whenever you're listening thank you for listening um this is your tech life my name trevor long follow me on twitter at trevor long go to the website eftm e for egg f for freddy t for tom m for mary eftm.com.au anything you want in the world of technology motoring cars lifestyle we try and bring you bits and pieces here and there uh, at the website or you can call 1-800-157-157 and that will get you through to the uh, the switchboard voicemail leave a message say good day i'll uh, get you back on the show next week uh thank you for uh, getting in touch thank you for downloading thank you for listening more importantly because that's the important thing that matters to me i look at the numbers every week and think really uh no thank you great to have your company this is your tech life we'll talk to you next week 